Maximum points on the road against the old enemy means ear orgasms for all Victorians this week. Welcome to For Buck's Sake, the podcast that sets fire to the celluloid and just grapples with the facts. It's Dave here coming to you from the great state of Victoria. And joining me this evening, we have a full house. Let's let's start with old mate Jason. Mate, welcome back. Yeah, thank you. I thought, you know, the, the Vuck are winning. So what better time to come back than when oh, the victory are winning? So <laughs> fantastic to be back. Uh, hopefully the first of many for, for this season. And things are hopefully a little bit easier with the kids now. So I think I'm back in uh, week in, week out. Uh, yeah, hopefully. Good stuff. Good stuff. Clarky, you're here again, ever present of late. How are you, mate? Oh, g'day, Dave. I'm fantastic. Hello to all the Vuckers out there. Damn, it's good to be a Vuck right now. We've decommissioned the Sydney Killbots and we've made a compelling argument to Bulldoze Allianz Arena again. Um, I can't wait to get into <laughs> it with you fine gentlemen. And saving the best for last, man of the people, good evening, fine sir. Start top, finish top, FES baby, all in. Oh, well, gents, the... I saw during the game thousands of those Sydney fans uh, wearing these uh, return shirts or the return, celebrating their return to uh, Allianz Arena. Clarky, as you insinuated there, uh, we can bulldoze it again. But it was really good to just spoil their return, to, to kick things off for them in a negative manner as, as we did. And I think the overall vibe of the season. All right, well, it's a big... Big show, as you might imagine, given that we're bookended by clashes with both Sydney sides. We'll run through the game against Sydney FC and look, a fan favourite segment returns. The Balls of Steel returns, obviously with the season now up and running. We'll talk also about this new 777 investment deal that was signed off by the club the day after last week's podcast dropped. And look... Clarky, uh, you'll be pleased to spend a bit of time this week to talk positively about a kit release instead of uh, <laughs> dressing down the club over their aesthetic efforts based on the home kit. So we'll, we'll, we'll dive into that. And, yeah, there's a lot to talk about with other items, but the game with Western Sydney ahead. Gentlemen, I think the FBS Patreon event, we've got to talk about that. Tickets are running out, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. So there's less than 20 tickets that remain now for the event. Uh, Saturday, the 29th of October at uh, the Terminus Hotel in uh, in Fitzroy there. Um, yeah, come down, have a beer on us, watch us uh, pants Brisbane at Redcliffe and um, have a good time and, and meet other Vucks that are uh, part of the, uh, the Patreon and Discord community. Yeah, the Discord was incredible. Uh, and it always is for an away game. Uh, but I think we're, we've pushed past 200 now, haven't we, chaps? Who wants to just introduce to the community the new arrivals? Yeah, I'll do that this week. And maybe uh, maybe you can jump on it next week, Davos. But this week we've got Will Perkins, Lloyd Hewison, Lucas Varga, Pat Socio, James Gouldo, Local Brewing Co., 
Cameron Shanks. Matt McCall. Oh, I must say, shout-outs. I'm actually cracked on uh, my first ever Vak Lager. Um, mm. I'm sipping on it right now. Uh, you can't see it because I blurred my background. Um, it's like it's a witness relocation program or something like that. You'd be right now with the uh, with the background <laughs> blurred. Uh, the background blurred and the FVS stubby holder on top. And please do come down to the FVS Patreon event. It's got half a box of these stubby holders um, to throw away as well. But I'm uh, sipping on my local, which paid for with my own money. No freebies here. And it's uh, it's a belter. Cameron Shanks, Matt McColl, Nick, Alex, uh, Nick, artist. We've got more artists this week. So the artist known as Nick. Uh, Alex Irwin, Atesh means fire. He's resubbed. So thanks for jumping back on board. Kate Andrews has resubbed. Thanks for jumping back on board. And Joshua Lucchese, Lucchese, resub as well. Uh, Tom's in and someone just called V, the artist known as V. So that's probably the longest list of patrons we've had for mm. a long time. So it just goes to show um, the pull of the Discord, the uh, the loyalty of our patrons and uh, the good vibes that are around uh, the VAC at the moment and FVS. So thank you for everyone. We'll keep pumping out that content for you for the season. Yes, indeed. And without further ado, uh, let's let's get stuck into the game against Sydney. Jace, I think I'm going to hand this over to you, mate, so you can get back into the swing of being the host. Shall we do that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, you said at the top, Dave, it was eargasms uh, mm. to start off with round one. Melbourne Victory have won our uh, round one matchup for the second year in a row. And I thought... What better way? Because it was a sexy performance, wasn't it? It was, it was kind of the performance that made the hairs on the end of the back of your neck stand up a little bit. So I might just do this recap, uh, a bit of an ASMR style, um, just before we dive into it. So I'll just I'll just turn up the, the gain on my mic. And sorry, Clarky, this might be a, an editor's nightmare, but I'll just do a quick uh, turn up. Give me a second. Okay, how's that? Is it okay? Yeah. <laughs> Does that sound good? Okay. So Saturday night at Allianz Stadium in Sydney, Sydney FC 2, Melbourne Victory 3, goals to daggers, Akutamides and Belante. It was a great performance for the Melbourne Victory. The defence was a little bit shaky, but that's okay, it's only round one. What I loved about this was the chemistry in the front third, three team goals. Two comebacks, or the one come, one comeback, and then the winner at the end. A fantastic round one game. Just wets the lips for the rest of the season, doesn't it, boys? I don't know uh, where to go I from my microphone back that now. <laughs> I know, I'll just spitball, I'll just spitballing to the start of the year, you know. Um, so I'm starting it off with some ASMR. Uh, what a performance! In some ways, it was it was an, uh, like fantastic to see, and I think this is the fruits of the labor of the 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 epically long preseason, um, kind of showing showing kind of the chemistry of the team. We've had about what three or four months to really get uh, our ducks into order here and um, perform on Saturday night. It all kind of came together, and I thought that, as I said, kind of just off the top there, that that chemistry up front was probably the 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 really glaring highlight of this team and the makeup of the team to start off with. Um, but overall, just a, a fantastic performance. Obviously, some defensive frailties at the back, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But um, Dave, I will throw to you. Um, 
what was your making of uh, of round one against the FC, the old enemy? Yeah, terrific spectacle. You know, twenty one thousand people, good crowd considering the shit house conditions, and I'm, I might add, you know, roughly thirteen hundred travelling, uh, shall we say, illegal aliens. Uh, the lineups for both sides. Some surprising omissions at the back. So it took him one game. Broxham, it one took, game. It took him one game. <laughs> it took him one game. Not and, even a game. Uh, Five Rod minutes. Rodwell for Sydney, you know, missing for them. So, you know, makeshift defences straight off the bat. And I think that's pretty much reflected in the fact that, you know, both teams were shipping goals, making mistakes. Shaky start. Uh, you look and, and I mean, when it, let, let's just build it up. I mean, obviously the, the first goal, uh, the, the new Slovakian international, Robert Mack, pops it in off the back of a Lee Broxham mistake. But, you know, obviously we want to talk about the, the positive things that happened after that. And I think we'll spend a little bit of time on this goal because the the build-up, I mean, look, if there ever was a time for Andy Harper, gents, to reprise his up like a spawning salmon routine, it was this moment with Nick D'Agostino rising to meet that Ben Falami cross. It, it was it was it was actually great that it happened because he spent thirty minutes talking about Sydney FC. He would not shut the fuck up about Sydney FC for the first thirty minutes, and he finally had something else to talk about when Daggers did that. I know you're an Andy Harper fan, Dave, but the man was insu- at his insufferable best on he the is. weekend. He's a penchant for the uh, insufferable. Uh, spending a little bit too much time uh, navel-gazing oh, he was uh, with, back with to, his Sydney uh, FC. Oh, I'm surprised he didn't talk about the high school that Yazbek went to. I'm surprised <laughs> he didn't get his old friend Brenton Speed out of the uh, out of the stand so they could just talk about all the schools that the Sydney FC players went to and re- relive the old days <laughs> where they talked about Sydney FC for 90 minutes. Um <laughs> It was it was fantastic that he did it, and I'll let you get back to that because I just had to interject because Andy Harper really oh, rustled my jimmies on the weekend. It's a perfect interjection, I'll, and I'll um, <clears throat> obviously pass on to someone else for, for some comments in a moment. But look, you know, he he rose beautifully to to meet that Ben Falami cross, and you know, he placed it inch perfect to the right of the sprawling grey wiggle. So one one. Uh, after that, Clarky, the game evolved a little bit, didn't it? Yeah, it it did a little bit. Um, I thought I thought the start where, as you mentioned, we're a bit shaky defensively. I, I think it's it's worth noting that despite Lee Broxham's error errors, which led to the first goal and probably some shaky stuff from Stefan Negro that was was inviting Joe Lolly in a few times. I think both of them recovered extremely well to contribute yeah. in other ways. Um, throughout the game, um, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But, yeah, I thought we got on a little bit on top there after our goal. But what seems to be in true sort of popper ball fashion, there's there's a little bit of a period of time. It used to be in the 80th minute, and we used to call it the concession zone, that we, we decide to invite pressure upon ourselves and almost seemingly test ourselves to how much we can absorb that pressure. And... You know, it, it, that's a tough thing to do in the A-League. So, But at the same time, then we wrestled back control. And I think the most pleasing thing about 
this game is just the decisive way in which we sliced open Sydney FC multiple times and and took our chances. So you know, whilst we whilst we do invite some pressure in, um, I never feel out of a game, even if it's we're down or or they've just equalised it. You always think that just we're so efficient and ruthless going forward, and in, in terrible conditions, we were that again. This terrible week. conditions, probably some of the worst you could imagine. Um, flip it a bit. Uh, I thought it was one of the top ten uh, big blues you've seen. I thought actually, I think all there was a lot of credit that needs to be uh, uh, given out to the crowd uh, for this one. I actually thought it was an an exceptional spectacle uh, as far as TV goes. Um, it was good that it was a free-to-air game and it looked spectacular. I was uh, pretty jealous of all our loyal fans that went up there because that stadium looks fucking tip-top. That looks really good, the, the new uh, Allianz Arena. And uh, I thought both teams actually went for it. I actually think that while we knew Sydney were going to be there for the picking and um, old man Wilkinson went down injured, uh, which was which was an amazing thing to see. Uh, both teams actually went for it. No one really sat back in this game, and um, you know they they put the challenge out to us, and we accepted. And there is very good chemistry and very good bonding in this team, as you saw as everyone went spare in the rooms. Uh, Nanny, especially in his undies afterwards. Um, <laughs> these these boys playing for each other. Some decent jocks, yeah. Nanny. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Jock I mean, there's a. There's a fluidity now with the squad, so obviously there's been mm. enough time for things to bed in, but there's, a, I guess, a familiarity with one another on the park and the verticals and the, the, the crossing. There, there just seems to be more of an understanding, and I think given that I've just mentioned verticals and crossing, crossing and, I guess, accuracy of passing and movement that we've had in transition, we are destroying teams in transition. That's our strength. But... The build-up for the second goal, uh, Negro's pass. I mean, mm. got to start there. Filthier than Hugh Hefner's bookshelf. Uh, putting his <laughs> midfield smarts to good use, splitting the Sydney defence for Nani, yeah. Yeah. who in turn provided a sumptuous. And did you see his cross? Yes. Do you see so, his oh, reaction? His reaction to oh, that yeah. assist too. Like that was that was a big one too. He was he was stoked with that, and then sexy. Um, yeah, as soon as Icon delivered, it was just uh, it's it's happening, boys. It's happening. It was with Icon. it was one of yeah, yeah. <laughs> paid pay dividends in round one. It's um it's yeah. unbelievable. Um, but yeah. yeah, that was one of the one of the great goals, really. In, in I mean, it's probably maybe maybe overestimating a little bit, but it was one of the best goals in terms of just the the chemistry to see in round one, to see that kind of just the everyone kind of in tune with each other. It happened again in the third goal as well, just mm. kind of knowing when when these plays are running, who's who's around, um, when to expect, you know, runs to come through. Um, yeah, I, I just, I, I'm just kind of blown away because we've, we've gone through so many years of having mass change and transition in squads and things like that and almost having to come to expect that it's going to take six, seven weeks for us to gel and there's going to be all these teething issues and things like that. To see the cohesion in the front three or the front third rather um, was just, um, I'm just, I'm just blown away a little bit. It, I'm, it not, pays, I'm, not, I'm not used to this. It pays to get your house in order early, and I thought, um, mm, yes, you know, I thought, I thought Kadete linked up with Nani well on that on that left side too. 
I thought he was quite good. Uh, Roddy Miranda and uh, Brocks afterwards, uh, after his his mistake. And let's not let's not um let's not take away from Yazbek's efforts, the young Sydney player, uh, to to hold the ball there and put it through to Mac for that goal. That was actually some nice Andy work player. from them. Yeah. yeah, some nice work from them too. I thought Mac was good for them. I thought Lolly. <clears throat> showed a bit as well. So uh, he, he called upon Izzo a couple of times. Izzo was pretty assured um, that would have been the most, it would have been the worst night to be a goalkeeper. Um, any Anything that was on a half volley, anything that was coming off him, we saw both goalkeepers had a couple of, you know, you know um, uh, spills of the ball. We had one that was pretty fortunate that went on the post. Um, you know, they, they, they peppered the goals um enough times unfortunately uh the curse of the ex-vuck player uh, i thought that was coming back to haunt us and uh with donicky nonetheless and boy didn't he celebrate he that celebrated one? a bit didn't, didn't, yeah. like that. Ooh, didn't like that mm. um he's right, a bit yeah. of a mercenary at this no. point no, he's yeah. a lad he's a lad after all he's i don't lad. know yeah. That didn't but you know, well. it, 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 yeah, it didn't sit well with me either. But you know, you just, I just, just sitting there, and you know, Caceres was pretty lively for them. I thought he was one of their best, and you know, Bratton's, Bratton's Bratton against us. I just, you know, he's like he's going to be Carney reincarnated while he's playing for them. Um, but the boys did did an incredible job, and um, you know, when when it when it got to Brillante scoring. Um, and then he got to rub the salt in the wound, in the cove's wounds, um, more than anyone, and did it right in front of our fans. Uh, you knew it was going to be our our night. And then when they lost their heads, and you know Lord Izzo just picked the uh, picked the bottle up and wasted time, and thought he was going to drink it. And Chris Beath had almost been KO'd by Ryan Grant. Um, uh, the two Sydney teammates clashing there. Um, I thought it was the um, thought it was an excellent night of football and an excellent result and probably oh, it'd be up there with my favorite round one wins I think because uh, um you know it's it's Sydney FC away it doesn't really get better than that what was the go with the fans being packed in the corner is that the norm now at the the new Allianz Stadium just to pack them in the corner like we do with uh with Amy does anyone know yeah, that yeah look I, I'd, I'd assume so I'd assume so, but uh, they don't, shout they don't do shout that. out to the Cove having to be pumped through the PA to make it sound like they were louder than thirteen hundred <laughs> traveling Vux as well. So, yeah, yeah. on the on the bottles there. thing, yeah, on the bottles thing. Obviously, the Cove, uh, the powers that be at the Cove came out the front foot the following day or the day after, I believe, and kind of uh, condemned the actions of uh, of a few who threw the bottles and quite rightly pointed out that. Uh, they were ended up delaying the game, which was you know costing them a, a chance at uh, at more opportunities to to equalise. So, uh, a tip of the cap to to those bottle throwers. Um, they should have featured in the votes because they did help us hold on to those three points. So, thank you. The fitness. I mean, uh, yeah, that's the the thing we're seeing here. We're finishing teams off, grinding them down. That's the Popovich, I guess, regime, and, and you know, in round one to be able to do it on the road in front of 21,000 up there, uh, you know, to be, you know, like like you, Buds, completely uh, you know, jealous of the 1,300-odd mm. that, that went because it's those results that really you know, make a, an away trip memorable when, you know, you, you feel 10 foot tall when you're walking out the stadium and, 
you know, partying in that town for the rest of the night. Uh, so, yeah, well done to everyone that went. And, yeah, I, I think it's worthwhile that you mentioned that, Clarkie, the fact that the, uh, the travelling support matched, if not if not louder in decibel levels uh, to, to some of the uh, efforts from the Cove. Terrific stuff. Um, do we want to keep going or should we just jump into balls of steel, gents? Because, I mean, it's not a great more deal we can talk about the game other than what we already have. I just want to talk, I just want to ask you maybe about the defence and, and who's to come in and is it yeah. is it an issue? Is it an issue? Um, or not an issue, but maybe is it just a, a small little red flag on the night that maybe uh, might grow into a bit of a, a, a anthill, um, yeah, in, in the coming weeks, Clarky, What do you think? Yeah, well, I think I think we saw not worst case scenario in round one, but you know, we had to make two changes. Or well, you know, sort of in a back four, and and we're still without Jason Garrier. So you know, you, you want. Spiranovic and Miranda to be side by side and, and straight away it, it's Broxham now for me look I got no real problem with Broxham going in there but the concern for me is that doesn't say much for um, George Timotheo or Matthew Bozanovsky um, when you throw on Broxy in straight away what is out of position there um, you know sort of that's that's the main thing I think we're or we've already seen today that we probably that's our thinnest line and probably where we can yeah. be exposed the most if we're unlucky with some injuries and, and suspensions and stuff like that. But look, we've just got to deal with that as it comes. And you know what? Didn't have our first choice back form. We still got it done. Um, I just feel like we can outscore any team, even at 2-2 when Donicky puts it in. I didn't feel like it was done. I knew yeah. we had more to give. Um, it, it, there's just an inevitability that um, we can outscore you if we have to. You know, you know why the boys had a little bit more because they were getting all the love and cheering from the Caliber household. How was that <laughs> message that he sent you, Dave? Oh, it blew me away. I was away for the weekend uh, celebrating the uh, the anniversary with the other half, and um, just randomly you know, around lunchtime on Saturday, I get this message from the big man back in in Croatia, and yeah, and and I thought he would just probably leave it there. It'd be like a you know. Good luck with the boys. I'll be watching whatever. He keeps sending photos of him and his family wearing their buck shirts, watching the game. Like it, it doesn't get much more legendary than that in terms of the good good taste that it leaves in your mouth in terms of mm. a player who short stint, but just leaving mm. an imprint. And yeah, that that was just fantastic. Yeah, it was special. That was special. I loved that. It was a nice touch. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll get into the votes and uh, they are presented by our uh, good friends at Max Steel. Is that still the case, Dave? Is Max still jumping on board for the season? I believe so. We okay. might uh, revisit that next week just in, in, in relation to naming um, with, with uh, what, what they're called. But uh, yeah, that, that's what it is for now. Okay. So hey, hey, it votes, needs to be balls of steel again because I've got a trophy that we didn't give to Jason Davidson last season that's that right. I can we recycle for this season. Up. So yeah, true, yeah. true. It's <laughs> definitely the balls of steel. That's that's the old. Yeah, yeah. That's the old. Regardless, you know, of... an old tradition, of course. Um, so three votes uh, goes to 
Chris Economides um, for his uh, his big game, and as we uh, outlined on the podcast last week, he's uh, he's in line for a big season according to the boys. Um, Dave thinks he's going to be sold in January. That's that's the big call from Dave. But well, it was uh, my outlandish call, mate. Yeah, it wasn't course, my uh... of course, of course. But uh, he starts off he starts off like a house on fire. He gets the three votes, and then Buante. Yeah. Um, gets the two and then Daggers gets Off the, the bench one vote too. for to, to, yeah to get three votes mm. uh, as as a bench player. That's that, that he got good results. He, he got good results out of his subs last year, Popper, especially into in the back half of that season after the after the calendar year. Um, his subs were it was revolutionary from Kevin Brebs to have subs that had impact. And yeah, we've started well this year. I thought Nani's um. I was trying to find the screenshot that I took of uh, from the telly the other night where um, they put up Nani's stats. His stats for what I thought was a pretty, pretty, pretty solid uh, first match for us were amazing. I'm pretty sure he had 91% um, passing success rate, um, five chances in the box. Um, sorry, Dave. Yeah. What you just touched on there mm. with the the Brebner era, yeah. At that during that era, it felt like we were trying to put a puzzle together, but with can you just you just from just think boxes? Just right? think back to the names of Jacob Butterfield, Callum McManaman. Like we're um Jesus. we're level we're levels above that now. Absolutely, million miles away. That. Yeah, a million, a million miles, miles away, away now. So. Um, it's absolutely it's it's, it's, yep. there's a there's a cohesion there's fluidity there's understanding and we've you know hopefully we've not really talked about him much but the cherry on top is is lewis nani so you know he made an impact in his first game and, and oh, the celebration he ruined he ruined vote. players he ruined players like absolutely ruined them he's but also he's, you classify there's a quiet game for him he wasn't oh, he wasn't he wasn't that's the base of, level yeah, yeah that, that's the league yeah, that better be scared yeah, because he he ruined players with what he does with his turns on the ball and his shimmies. Uh, no one's got really any idea. He's classes above. Some of, some of the play there was reminiscent of the the Ola and um, you know Ola uh, Honda uh, Terry. You know, really, really solid squad. His work mm. rate is insane. Um, if you oh. thought that this is a marquee coming to just pick up, up a paycheck, like you yeah. would have seen in the first 10 minutes, his ability to just occupy space or be where he needs to be is just shows his experience. And, and, and Dave, you talked about the cohesion of the squad and uh, Jace, you talked about the stability. Well, he's so professional and so experienced. He can come into some, to a, to a setup where these guys already yes. know each other and just fit in and make everyone better around And he's, he's in his jocks at the end of the game going absolutely <laughs> fucking spare. He was going spare. Yeah. Like, he's, it was he's, so good to see. Yeah. It's, you know, they, you talk about the biggest ever, like, marquee signing or highest profile signing was Alessandro Del Piero. He had a fucking different change room to the rest of the side. None he's in his jocks getting up and down with the lads. It's, yeah. it's fucking great to Culture. see. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and it's, it's guys like Roddy Miranda leading the way um, with it as yeah. well, and and um, Ray Marchand. Like it's 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 Marchand. It's those guys. Um, <laughs> he's fucking. He's such good value on Insta. Like you message him and like you know you pick him up. He gets back to you. He's good. He's my he's boy. He's now going to get hundreds of messages now. 
I hope he does because he's a man. <laughs> he deserves it. Everyone loves him, and and he needs to know that. Yeah, he's so good. Yeah, two yeah. two years for Nani as well. So it's not even just like this year, and then you know you're gonna lose him like you do with mm. Honda and things like that. You, you know you're gonna get two years of Nani, and he came he came ready. You know, months before the start of the mm. season, he's he's gonna be you know a constant throughout this course this season, and then you know in, into next season he's gonna be ready again. So there's just there's that stability about this squad, even like kind of going back to last year as well. We brought back a lot of the key guys. Um, the pillars have kind of stayed the same. And then you've got, you know, you kind of set up for next year as well. You're not going to be ransacked at the end of the year if you're having a good year and, and kind of that happens so often with um, with championship winning teams sometimes or kind of getting ahead of myself here, but championship winning teams, they'll get mm. ransacked and they lose their squad and things like that. I feel like we've the got economy that is in so, January. That's going to happen. And I yeah, think, I think, I, I think, I think, um, Winter Popovich, because look, it's, it, let, let's face it, in the Eastern Seaboard in Australia at the moment, it's like, it's not middle October weather. Like it's still fucking cold and wet and shit. Mm-hmm. Popovich with the cap and the long coach's jacket on is like end boss Popovich. <clears throat> like Tony, Tony in the Selhurst Park Popovich. Yeah, yeah, Tony in the suit pants and the shirt. It's like, yeah, it's 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 good Tony, but like winter Tony is end boss Tony. I don't think you want to come up against Popper when he's got the uh, and the Macron cap is tidy. The, mm-hmm. the Macron off the, the Macron gear is good, mate. Now, I think we'll, we'll get into the designs mm-hmm. and aesthetics later. Yeah. Um, when we talk kits with um, Clarky Armani, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, I've liked it. Yeah, I think I think um, my overarching sentiment out of this game and into this week coming up is Vuck Swagger. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Great to get the first win under the belt. I wasn't on board for last week's podcast to do an outlandish prediction, but my outlandish prediction this year uh, is that Victory going to win. Oh, sorry, Victory going to break their consecutive winning streak at some point during the season. I feel Ooh. like um, I think that could be around about maybe seven or eight. I think we could get to ten at some point during the year. I think we could get to ten. Mm, Fix up those cool offensive up. frailties. I think we can do it. Like it. Uh, so let's jump into some other items. There was some big news that dropped just after release the podcast last week, and that is that 777 Partners uh, has jumped on board as a, I guess, a shareholder or a part owner of Melbourne Victory, non-controlling stake in the club, which has um, kind of been billed as one of the most significant private investments in an Australian sporting club in in, his, in sporting history um, or Australian sporting history. So, um, yeah, a significant kind of investment there from a equity firm that owns um bit like i guess own bits of clubs in uh spain italy belgium um france brazil so some big name teams there so big uh, clubs there in world football across some of the biggest leagues in the world they've kind of dived into the australian football landscape um of course i think they also have a, a pretty significant hand in bonzo who is the uh, the naming rights sponsor of the buck for the next four years um hard to know what to make of any of this apart from stability um dave i'm keen for your insights into what does this open up in terms of opportunities for us? Is there is there some kind of you know player exchange between some of these other clubs with with loan agreements and things like that, or is this purely just a kind of just shoring up the coffers after obviously the um the, the things that went on um, with with Metricon and um and and Mario? A little bit of both of those things, Jace, from column A and from column B. I think 
something along these lines was inevitable given, I guess, the, the big shoes to fill after the departure of Metricon. Uh, some sort of change was going to happen in that space and um, I think uh, the buzzword... You know, it's commercial synergies and this whole networking thing. And my initial reaction to it all when it all dropped was a bit uneasy. You know, I was a bit uneasy because you're, you, 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 you're very, and I, I'm, I'm with you on this one. Uh, we've been very proud for a very, very long time that Melbourne Victory is a, um, an all Aussie entity. It's home, it's homegrown, it's home owned, it's, it's Melbourne. It's all, all the all the sh- all the major That's shareholders right. are Melbourne people, and it's um it's our identity. So this is this has been a big deviation away from that. So um yeah, I'm keen to hear how you feel about that because it's probably something that I've thought is you know after what's gone on has been inevitable, but it's still something that you know it doesn't sit well on the palate. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and that was my initial gut reaction, um, having heard the news. But look, we're talking about. I guess a, a small mm. percentage of ownership and in, in impact, and it's 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 really uh, the way of the world these days. Uh, look, uh, we can't at it forecast or really speculate how this is going to go, and but I guess we can just remain hopeful that all the things that are talked about in the presser that was released with it around the benefits long-term, the, you know, the opportunities for growth and development and, you know, whilst maintaining what makes Melbourne Victory special, this was the sort of the key mm, takeaways mm. from it all. Hopefully all of that um, yeah, is true. Um, Don Dransfield, or as I've started to call him, Don Draper, um, he's the CEO of the the 777 football group. So he joins the board. Um, so that's you know, obviously a big deal. Um, but look, the, the, the question around the football side of, of, of this is, is quite important. Um, it's that whole thing around the direct access to, and I'm using air quotes here, world-class data and analytics professionals, advanced player development techniques and global commercial opportunities. So, I guess in some ways we're becoming part of uh, what do you want World to call football? it? Yeah, well, it's, in a commercial sense, yeah, you know, it's kind yeah. of a network, if you like. And and look, all the big look. If you look at all the big all the big leagues in the world at the moment, if they're not um, state enterprises buying the um, buying the clubs or corporations, um, they're American private equity firms. I think we're seeing the the, the American the American dollar in in the Premier League alone at the moment. Um, you know, it's you know, Chelsea's owned by Yanks, uh, Liverpool's owned by Yanks. Um, you know, they're, they're private investment firms. They're not afraid to put a dollar into sport, and they're not allowed, afraid to let the sports run. And um, as long as they've got a controlling say, so. It'll be interesting. Um, I think this was brokered by a company that's headed up by Gianluca Viali now. Um, yes. They already they already have footprints in football. So that Tifosi, uh, I think they're called. Yeah. Um, so look as as long as some of those things, because you know, there's what what you've just um, um, you know 
said verbatim, obviously, from what we've heard from the press releases and all the corporate spin and, you know, the mission statements. Um, if we even get a couple of those things, I think it'll be good. Um, and, mm. you know, the clubs they're aligned with, um, you know, you've got Standard Liège, uh, Vasco da Gama, uh, Sevilla, Genova, who were in the City R for a long time and took the drop last year with Venezia. Um, you know, they're a huge club as well. Uh, if we can get some some player exchanges or some access, you know, that'd be a great thing too. Um, but, you know, all in all, it, it, I think ADP staying as the chairman is a good positive move. That was comforting. Mm-hmm. That was something that was comforting. And I think, you know, the, the club's now valued at 40 to 50 million. It was always one of the most um, lucrative Australian entities of uh, sports teams um, pre this, but now I think it's this investment's rocketed it to number one. We're the most valuable sports commodity in Australia as per, I think, Stenschultz article. In yeah. The- so he, um, he's, he's someone that I'd probably um, you know, put some gravitas behind those words. Yep. Yeah. And, um, and- I know. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say Johnny Dransfield um, was at the City Football Group as well before coming over to, to double or triple seven or seven 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 yeah. partners. So uh, has has the acumen, I suppose, yeah. as well of, uh, of being on the board as a, as a football person in a pretty high um, elite kind of environment. And I was just going to say the thing that makes me most comfortable about this, not just that it's a non-controlling share. And I know I share with you guys about that that romance, I guess, of of it being solely Victorian, Melbourne-owned and all that. But I feel like this hasn't just been willy-nilly cast a line and find some overseas investment. This kind of deal, this kind of um, stake, this has John Didlitz's fingerprints all over it and his global connections and, and understanding of football. And I'm, I'm supremely confident in someone like John um, to, to sort of put forward recommendations that are in the best interests of the club and not just because it's a cash injection, um, you know, and you can see that by the, the, the partners, the alliance of, of clubs. This isn't, this isn't attached to sports washing in any way, shape or form. This is, this is football clubs around the world uniting to, to, to be better. Um, I heard at the Victory Business as well that um, Bonza, they're essentially moving into the marketplace to be a competitor to Jetstar, who, if you've been following any of the, the news around town, you know, Jetstar are copying all sorts in the media due to their performance of late. And it's probably a good thing that there is going to be a new budget carrier in the country, gents. So you're going to fly Bonza. Maybe Vuck fans will get Bonza discounts and the like uh, due to our association with them, which is great news for travelling fans, I'd suggest. Yeah, there could be some some synergy there if they're if they're smart enough. Oh, synergies, uh, Jay. Synergies, yes. Um, and you know as well with with budget airlines, it's always um, things cost some extra. You know, extra food like the, the meals don't come for free. The you have to pay extra for for some chips or some peanuts or some some coke and the in flight entertainment. Um, sometimes doesn't exist on those on those flights. But I actually did hear some exclusive. Um, news that there will be some in-flight entertainment on these Bonza flights. It's just going to be um, the Terry Antonis goal on loop for mm. like the entire flight. So um, 
it would just be on the screen, just in front of you. And um, yeah, it's just that Terry Antonio's goal was just a loop for hours that, upon hours. That 747 so, had no right to get through there yeah. on the runway. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah That's I mean, tidy. Bonds That's is, very tidy. Bonds, are still haven't, yeah. um, Bonds are still haven't actually got approval to fly yet. So I actually did. Oh. It did get me a little bit concerned when, unless something has changed, but it did get me a little concerned when I saw that Bonds was the was the naming rights sponsor of the Melbourne Victory for four years. And when they've been trying for the last two years to get approval to fly. So uh, I think they're very close though. From, from I think told. they will, man. They will. It's in oh, a yeah, state of, of, it's in a mm. state of flux at the moment. I flew Qantas this morning and I was evacuated from the airport. So, uh, Oh. It's uh, dis- disasters everywhere. Yeah, there was a big evacuation at Melbourne at 6 a.m. and I was part of it. Oh, fucking hell. Now, well, Dave, as you, well. as you uh, loosely mentioned just a moment ago, you were at Victory in Business on Wednesday. It's always a, uh, an interesting uh, event to attend. It's a Wednesday afternoon at midday at the Crown Palladium. It's a bunch of people uh, looking for a little bit of uh, afternoon uh, an afternoon drink and uh, sometimes things get a little sloppy there. Do you got anything to report back from victory in business? Any, any kind of goss or is it all just uh business business yeah. uh, on, on Wednesday at victory in business? Yeah. I, look, I wish I had some, you know, tasty yarns to impart on yourselves and, and the VAC populace, but it was, it was a pretty tame affair and, and, Yours truly was pretty well behaved. I mean, obviously, I knocked quite a few cans off and, um, you know, managed to consume my fair share and enjoyed my my food and all of that and had a bit of a wander around and mingled. And How was the that. prawn cocktail? But, How was the prawn cocktail? You know what? I'm not, as you guys know, I'm not super huge on, on you know, seafood and shellfish. I'll eat it, but, you know, it's not my preferred. And I ate the whole thing. It was excellent. Steak Very was good. good. Uh, yeah, no, it was, it was very much, you know, the, the, the disappointing thing, there was no Vince Sorrenti. I was going to say, you know? I was going to say, it, 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 it's leading up to Vince Sorrenti. There's prawn cocktail, cans, steak, chicken, dessert, Vince, raffles. Vince, yeah. Yeah. Raffles. Look, that's, that's, that's a, that's a yellow card for, for the people at Melbourne Victory, Carolyn and, uh, and Brooke, just if you are listening to this and I know you might be, um, get Vince Sorrenti back, get him back. Oh. One of our premier comedians. Throw Vince a bone. It's the only he probably gig he's needs got. a gig right now post COVID. Yeah. Oh, I love uh, it. I love it. It's it was... just it's good. It's a formula that doesn't miss, does it? Victory in business. You get fucking zappers. You get yeah, Vince. Yeah. You get prawn cocktail, and you you get the raffle, and then you've got Jeff Lord in whatever bar it is afterwards. Just <laughs> fucking. <laughs> Yeah, it was a different um, after party this time around. It was um, not not as good. I used, I used to have it at the the club uh, club twenty three. Yeah, um, club twenty three, and was at some R-I-P. some R-I-P. other place this time. And now. I ran into Danny Townsend, boys. Yeah, oh, I didn't really. I don't, I I didn't really I don't have any. I don't have anything to say. Oh, I met Danny Townsend. Oh. Yeah, well, I didn't really want to talk to him because I don't particularly like the guy, but. Um, I was having a drink with uh, Mr. Didn't Icing. Did he offer to come on the show? And, oh, yeah, he did, actually. He did. He offered to come on the show. Uh, I, I, I ummed and armed, ummed and ard at the, the proposition. Jenny, give me the code. Yeah, well, I did. I said, where's where's the code? Yeah, where's the fucking that. pause button? Where's the rewind button? Where's the pause button? and rewind where's button? Yeah. Where's the pause button? To his credit, like, you know, he, he could sense that I wasn't, too impressed with him, but yeah, you know, he was trying to 
he was trying to, you know, be, uh, I guess, pretty jovial and, and oh, you know, I was talking to Paramount and, you know, I told him, guys, we've got to get this done, you know? And he was really trying to push this like it's not really me, it's them sort of angle. So, yeah, I don't know. He did offer to come on the show, but what's he going to tell us other than what we've been hearing for the last fucking few months? I don't I don't see any benefit personally. Well, he's but, not um, coming on now after you've taken the piss out of it. Doesn't sound oh, like I love it, Dave. Boat. I love it. It's yeah. Right. It's right. <laughs> so that, that, that's probably the last time I'll be invited to Victory in Business. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. The um, the league, the the league bans the fans from uh, games, and the league will ban us from Victory Business lunches now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, hopefully we'll, we might be at the next one. Hopefully, uh, Dave's banned, but we didn't uh, win. Attend. This time, uh, Clarky buds are alright, so we, we might get a nod for the next one. Hopefully, um, we'll move, we'll move right along. I love it. You so... hit him up about the pause and rewind. It's so good. First thing I said it's so good. <laughs> I would have as well. It's it's ridiculous. It's not. It's it, every. I, I, I can't get into it. I can't get into it. It just frustrates me so much. It is every single streaming platform on planet Earth has a pause and rewind button. Um, Women's World Cup tickets. It is on the agenda here. So the tickets are on sale now. Um, huge opportunity, obviously, if you, if you haven't already, get on board. That's going to be I one of the we all uh, have bought tickets for the legacy. pretty much, haven't we? Um, I, I got on there as soon as the pre-sale went on. I know you did, Clarky and Budza. Mm-hmm. Like, this, to me, this is, you know, I, I want to take my kids along. You know, it's mm-hmm. a once-in-a-lifetime, probably, opportunity. Um, the Matildas game at... Uh, Swan Street Stadium, and then I'm going to a round of 16 game as well, take the whole family. You know, it, it should be a spectacle. Yeah, I've got, um, I got, I got the same group game as well. Um, ticket prices are good. Ticket prices are real good. So I even stumped yeah. up for Cat 1s. So, um, at that price, you may as well. I, I took the opportunity to sit somewhere different at, at Swan Street. So Cat 1, 60 bucks. For a yeah, I've never one ticket to I've, see the I've Matildas never, in a I've world. Never sat, yeah, yeah, it's ludicrous. I've never, I've okay. never sat, I've never been anywhere else except the north, the south end in that stadium. So, um, oh, will, boys, uh, like one time uh, I was privileged enough to sit pretty much on the wing, like maybe mm. I don't know five or seat, five or six rows back from the pitch. It, it is, it is just insanely good. Um, and a completely different perspective on the game. Um, it just, yeah, it's, it's such a wonderful stadium. There's not a shit seat in the house. We already know this as Bucks, but you'll, yeah, you'll enjoy those uh, wing seats, no doubt about it. Mm, absolutely. Uh, moving along to the Joeys, they've qualified for the 2023 Asian Cup with a win over China. Um, whoever did the rundown, uh, I see you spelling China um, as in the WWF superstar China. Well done. Um, so I think it's the tournament is still yet to have a host after Bahrain pulled the pin a few months ago. Fucking Bahrain. Might end up falling to it. Might end up falling to Australia. I think if you got the infrastructure already, it might it might end up falling to us anyway. So mm. um, that could happen. Um, we take on everything. We'll take your Commonwealth Games. We'll take your 2023 Asian uh, AFC or a- Asian Cup. Um, we'll take them all. We'll uh, take the Euros. Sorry. We'll take the Euros. It's, 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 it's actually exciting for the Joeys. Um, yeah, they've they've finished top and. They got Quoll, they got Irankunda, 
Um, there's finally some exciting young Australian attacking players on the horizon. So, mm. um, yeah, it'd be great if Australia got this tournament. It'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, before I let Clarkie launch into the away kit, did you guys talk about Musket last week? He's on the cusp of We J-League. did not, but I think we did um, in the off-season, the, the, yeah. his progression. But, you know, things are going really well for him. Uh, and yep. for Peter Klamovsky as well. So a couple of... Yep. Uh... So Musket, yeah, basically, I think they're, uh, I think they were eight points clear. They did lose on the weekend. They could have actually sewn up the J-League title at home, um, Yokohama, but they uh, they lost. But uh, I think they've got a few more bites um, at the Cherry. They play, t- they play tomorrow night at 9 p.m. There you go. So that could be the the, the title-clinching uh yeah, title clinching game for them. I'm just blown away a little bit, given the fact you know how, how I guess uh, how how kind of we were. I guess I think probably mutually need to to kind of part ways. I think Melbourne Richard needed to find its mm. own identity, and, and Kevin Musket needed to move on as well. Um, yeah, having incredible. admittedly watched a lot of J League, but you know to to be top of the pops in the J League is no mean feat. And um, yeah, wishing Kevin all the best. Um, yeah, it would be a huge, a huge step in his uh, progression as a manager. I know he wants to um, to to go back to Europe probably in the next couple of years. So um, this is probably the the perfect stepping stone to to do that. So uh, yeah, all the best to uh, to Kev tomorrow. Hopefully, uh, Clinton's daily yes, title. Yeah. So the away kit launched to this. Um, I actually did kind of forget about this um, up until yesterday or the day before when this was a, a fan-run contest um, dating back to the off-season or, or to the back end of last year. So the fluoro is back. Uh, Macron is uh, has produced this fluoro uh, kit that is a throwback to the uh, the days of Harry Kuehl. Uh, and you'd have to say it looks better um, than... The uh, the Adidas one from from about a decade ago and uh, yeah no complaints on on my end it looks pretty good the the, the club's done a good job and, and once again Macron has uh, has done a great job as well they've um they've really yeah they've really kind of stepped up in this partnership you can't really um can't really begrudge them at all it's um it's unreal so Clarky I'll, I'll let you take the floor on this one you are the aesthetic man yeah I won't spend too much time I'm I'm happy with it. Um, I think it's great. I think again, the, the positives of the home kit have have carried over into this one. The details are nice. The attention to detail is nice. Um, I think it looks better than the the original fluoro kit. Um, and it's it's the chevron is great. The big bone of contention, the chevron, it's great. It's positioned well. Um, it's a little bit higher. It's not as deep as the home kit one, the textured one. Um, the the sponsors logos on the front sort of sit nicely within the confines of that. The sponsors logo, the main one, the Bonza doesn't overlap. It's great. I've got no complaints with it. I'm going out on a limb and I'm saying after Saturday night, just gone, the home kit is good. I like the home kit. I've, I've gone a bit... I've gone a bit in favour of the home kit. Um, I thought that the hysteria after it dropped was OTT, mm. <laughs> and um, I'm I'm into it. And you know what? I'm gonna fucking buy. I'm gonna buy it. I bought two. I, I went. I, 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 it's hard. I'm looking at the Ultra Football website right now on my other screen. I don't think that, we're cut out for fluoro. I don't think blokes like us are cut out for fluoro. Oh, 
Oh, I I can't I, see. I, I, can't, I haven't seen. When's the last time I've seen you wear a football kit? Full stop. Let alone a. Uh, a I don't. I bought. I don't. He's, I he's back. The Vuck no, kids have been so no, good no, no, with no, Macron. No, no. I, he's back. Yeah, they have. They have been. But I buy actually. I bought. I, I don't wear them. I buy them and put them Stash on coat them. hangers. And you get the Chinese knockoffs. That's right. He does. I, too. Yeah. I can. I can get Chinese knockoffs. Yes. <laughs> yes. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Yes, they're, they're, they're they're quite good as well. Um. They're very good, but um, yeah, there actually is no market. That's when that's when the A League will make it. The A League will make it when I can get um. The only one I've ever seen is the old CTI Vuck kit, um, mm-hmm. that's rolling around. But once like, oh, there's not even a Sydney FC knockoff out there. Um, when 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 China starts producing knockoffs, that's when the A League's made it. That's when the A League's made. It. That's when it's gone past meme league. And that, that's that's when it's real deal. Um, digressing, I really love the fluoro kit. I, I would like to buy it. If I get rid of my love handles, I will buy it. Uh, but I can't because I have love handles. So I might stick with the fucking... The Bad really for life, man. Probably. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I can't get rid of it. I try. I try. <laughs> so, but the Bonza, I think Bonza, Bonza would be good. I... Um, I, I like the home kit. I'm going to buy a home kit. I'm buying the home kit. I went. I finished last season without ever buying a kit, and I've already got two in the off season because they were so good in the off season. But I like this one. I might yeah. wear it on the next show. I might actually buy it before the game on Saturday. I might wear it to the game on Saturday. I want to see you going down Swan Street on an e-scooter in one of the fluoro kits, buds. Are. Oh, I'll wear a helmet as well. And it has to be one of those oversized ones, like they are for style purposes in the the the, the advertisements for them. So double XL, um, double XL. Um, if if you are in the market yeah, really for looking nice. If you are in the market for a, a knockoff Chinese kit, you can of course contact Buds on Twitter at Buds underscore Wanski, um, and he'll hook you up. But no cops. Um, so if you are a cop, <laughs> you have to tell him. Shipping out the of China. Law. Yeah, shipping out yeah. of China is not great at the moment. We, yeah. if we can no drop GoPro shipping. strapped to the head. <laughs> yeah. No yeah. donuts. Yeah, no donuts. Uh, so let's move <laughs> along. Let's finish this off with a preview. The Vaka back at Amy Park for the first time this season on Saturday night against the Western Sydney Wanderers um, or whatever's left of the Western Sydney Wanderers, a once proud club. Um, they are. Um, at Amy Park, they're going to be visiting. Um, they got off to a start, a winning start against Perth. Uh, it was one nil, but not really convincing. Um, I'm, I'm keen to get your thoughts on on this, Dave. I know you would have been watching um, against uh, against Perth, and what are your insights? Is this a is this a walk in the park, or uh, are we going to be tested here at uh, at home first first up? So I came back from my weekend away, and it was the first game that I got to properly sit down at home and watch. And this game was a piece of shit. Um, Mark Rudin after the game said, I thought we were one of the best looking teams in round one. Listen here, fuckface. <laughs> you weren't. And that was embarrassing for the league to see Perth. I mean, I don't know what there's, Ruben Zadkovich is is trying to achieve there. But, yeah, we knew that they were going to be terrible. But Mark Rudan coming out and saying that, I mean, best-looking teams in round one? I mean, is he talking about something 
like one of his, his black Hugo shirts Boss that he likes up. to wear. No, no, no. Yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna talk about his look on the weekend. He was dressed like he would just walked out of fucking Parramatta Westfield's JD Sports. Yeah, he's got joggers with no socks and fucking. He's uh, he's gone full West Sydney right there. I want to fucking smash them this Oof, weekend. Yeah, oh. apparently, apparently they're bringing a, a contingent down. Uh, Is it insecurity that we're smelling from the RBB at the moment? Them breaking out into song about fuck the victory. Oh, Um, yeah. Is that insecurity or, you know, what's going on there? Like they just beat Perth um, and decide to sing about us. Um, Is it because they're thinking about what's coming next? Uh, That's just bizarre. Uh, Lawrence Thomas joining in with that too was not, that was not palatable either. Oh, did that happen? Uh, I, yeah, it's not, it's yeah. not nice to see. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't good. It looked to like see. he was he pretty much Lawrence. doing it because pretend. he had to. I, I expect all Vucks there on Saturday night to treat Lawrence Thomas with a little bit of respect yes. on his on his um coming home, as as I think he will be a, will treat us with he'll respect get, until the whistle blows, the and then I want him to pick the ball out of the out of the back of the net as four or five times. times, like. Good luck yep. to you, LT, but you don't play for us anymore. Like, Well said, Clarkie. Look, structurally, we have their measure. Uh, I, I think they've, they've acquired some interesting players. Amalfitano in the middle of the park, despite being, you know, 34 or thereabouts, still has a creative spark to him. And, and Kurpic, who is their new Bosnian striker, probably should have had two. He missed a pen. Uh, but, look, th- they were really struggling to create chances against a side in Perth that you know, are probably going to be last or second last this season. So I didn't see anything that made me worried about mm-hmm. them this Saturday night. No, look, they've got individual quality, but they're putting together a lot of new pieces right now. So they're going to be disjointed. That performance that was was extremely disjointed. Um, but, the, you know, they've also got Brandon Borello, Cassini Yangi playing Yangi out wide. I'm not sure about that. But, um, but yeah, look, I, I think so. They've got pieces to, to hurt us, but I think over, over the stretch of the 90, we're a team that knows how we play. We know each other. We've got that that unity and cohesion. Um, I see us getting over the top of them quite easily. They're going to have to scrap and fight for any sort of result in Melbourne on Saturday night. Yeah, true. I think we'll, we'll put on a show. 4-1. Um, obviously, Lawrence Thomas is the former victory player scoring the only goal for Western Sydney. Um, I think otherwise because <laughs> we'll, uh, it happens. Oh, yeah, because no. it happens. It, it happens. Oh, it could be Traore. Could be Traore. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, they've got a few, oh, haven't no. they? They've got quite a few, quite a few X fucks from memory. Um, unless there might be a few that have moved on, but um, yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think we can do it. I think this is going to be whew, this is going to be one of those ones where you kind of go away if we win. Um, thinking this might be the start of a of a special summer. I think every now and then you get this kind of feeling at the start of the year when uh, the the home home uh, or Amy Park is kind of humming, the team's going well. You kind of get this once every few years, and you start to think, oh, well, this might be the start of a of a summer to remember. And I think we might get that kind of vibe on on Saturday night. So looking forward to it. Can't wait. Um, 
you might see someone from from this podcast on on uh, on TV on Saturday night. Maybe, maybe just keep your eyes peeled, but we'll see. Um, but uh, yeah, should be a big game. Anyone want to give out to any predictions or any outlandish predictions for this one? No, no outlandish ones. But I think we're on the money there for three one. Um, you said four one, but yeah, I'm going to go yeah. with three one. I think we have goals in us. It's not going to. It's going. To, the conditions for our football will be better. Uh, 18, 18, deg- 18 degrees and fine. Yep. But, yep. but so, we'll preface that by saying that we're going to have uh, the weather event of the year. That is what they're calling it on Thursday and Friday. So I Amy know that the, the, the drainage is world class at Amy Park. We all know that, of course. But um, yeah, it's going to be a wet couple of days in the lead up. I think I'm sure. I think it'll be fine. Obviously. So um, yeah. The optimism is uh, is high at, for Vuck's sake at, uh, at round one. The vibes are good. Um, this could be the start of something special. So can't wait for, for Saturday. Uh, of course, follow us on all our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram and uh, Facebook. For Vuck's sake, we'll be pumping out content throughout the course of the week and over the weekend. And then back at it again next week, uh, of course, as well. Patreon, patreon.com slash for Vuck's sake. If you want to get on board, support us, help us pump money back into the podcast and making things better. And also getting a spot at the event in a couple of weeks, which is going to be huge. Dave loves a kaiju. When it's on tap, so it'll be it'll be victory for, draft. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're looking exactly. to get we get That's the draft right. on tap uh, for yeah. this event. So you won't want to miss out to be able to drink it on tap with dozens of other Vucks watching uh, the, the away game against Brisbane, 29th of October. Get on board. Yep, That's gonna be perfect. All right, boys, great to have you. Great to be back. The Vuck are back. The vibes are good. Let's do it. Until next week, it is goodbye. Mon the Vak. Fuck Western Sydney.